The information contained within this podcast is general in nature and should not be construed as advice nor substituted for qualified professional counseling or mental health therapies. If you are genuinely in need of deeper assistance, please seek the advice of qualified professionals. Welcome to the Unpacking Grief podcast with Drew Marriott and myself, Ian P.F. McDonald. Join us as we delve into what grief is, how it can differ for each of us, and how we can explore techniques for healing and growing to help both you and those around you in processing grief. So what episode is this? Is this? This is four? Yes. Four. Excellent. Wonderful. How are you? I love the shirt. Uh, thank you. It's uh, Deanna picked it out here. We we had some uh, reimagining of the set, and I like uh, we it. wanted to add some. We brought Monty in and the candle. We got a picture here of uh, Zach and I from a um, a benefit for Children's Hospital Black Tie Tailgate. Um, I forget what year that they supported, but uh, yeah, we we had ourselves a good good time there and I, th- I think that this will be a good little place to display um different things uh yeah. week after week so yeah how about you i see some uh, you had some changes over there too yeah cre- so. creepy shadow over your head <laughs> oh what is that oh this you one? Get a little you get to, yeah you got the yeah it has uh the bear with the shadow i think so it's one... it just it peeks over your head a little <laughs> oh right that's, yeah it gives you I the ears that's a lion yeah, yeah, I think it's a paper mache lion. And it's it beautiful. Like a, it does look like a bear, doesn't it? Okay. Well, Margot was moving it around today. And she said that some of the painting is actually coming off. So, Oof. At, at, when I heard that, I was thinking, "Oh, okay, that's a shame." And she's like, "But then I get to paint it whatever I want." And I was like, "There you go, there you <laughs> go, brilliant." But uh, mm. it's been a big week. It's been a big old week. We had our first podcast episode go out, and we got a great response. And I believe that you spoke to one of your friends. Yeah, yeah. I was um, a good friend of mine from another life, an ex-work husband. Uh, he wanted to reach uh, reach out and give me a, a belated birthday wishes. And uh, unfortunately, has been, you know, sacked by a lot of uh, grief and, and life and circumstances and, and lost uh, three very close family members uh, recently and, and still kind of is in the process of mourning his uh father um you know and, and it's been a long time and so he was not aware that uh, we were working on this project so I, I got to to tease it a little bit with him but it was a really great conversation and i felt like we were in session um just the way the ideas and and how he would say something i mean he's i'm very proud of him uh, first of all, because uh, he sought the help that he needed. Um, he's working with a therapist, and he's uh, doing some things uh, physically for his, himself and going to the gym. And um, it's it's something where he took a lot out of our conversation, and he felt very uh, he was almost moved to tears by um, you know what's going on. And and he had a couple aha moments. Um, what I shared that I had only, my dad passed away in 98 and it was only recently that, um, I warned him, um, in an organic, just kind of outpouring of emotion and, and, and that was a reframing of a relationship, um, you know, there in, in, in a visceral sense and, and knowing that, you know, on the other side, he has, uh, taken Zachary on and is watching over him and in his work. Um, it's, it's just a, uh, there's a level of appreciation and, and love that I had not found before. And, 
and uh, it's brought us closer together. So I, I did tell him because he's uh, not in a place where he thinks that's attainable right now. He, he speaks to the therapist. He's like, let's talk about my dad. Let's talk about my dad. But she has, you know, she's the, uh, the pilot of that uh, ship and uh, he's anxious. And I said, listen. So he's trying to rush once, the process, essentially. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I wish I could talk to my dad and ask him some advice. And, you know, I just kind of pulled him aside and, and said, well, if you want, the next time something like that happens, um, you know, don't too, put too much thought into it, but, but find a quiet place and breathe and uh, reach out to him and ask for some guidance. And, and I, I put my money where my mouth is. Um, I love that. I love that man. He's, he's a, he's a good friend and, and, and we've been, uh, we've been through a lot together. He's, he's, he's been great for me personally and just bros, you know, friends. I told him, I said, listen, man, I love you. Do you trust me? You will get what you're looking for. May not be immediately, but but if, if if you trust and you do it, I I, I promise you, you'll get where you want to be. So it was a it was moving, but it, it caused me to think, and I want to see how how um, if you've seen similar phenomenon. But I'm getting calls, and I'm 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 having conversations outside. I mean, topically the same, but outside of this uh, forum, and uh, they've just been invigorating for me because they've listened to the podcast others. They've had a chance, and and then they share. And another another big thing that I've learned is that um, it just it prompts dialogue, yeah, dialogue yeah. in the home, um, which is great. So there there are a lot of things that are uh, happening, and and uh, and it, and it's good. It's it's just good energy. Are, are you are people reaching out to you? Um, well, I mean, I always bump into new people every day. It's around twenty or so guaranteed new faces, and the conversation goes where it is, but. You know, the podcast has come up here and there and usually when it's, you know, what do I do? And I told them what I'm working on. It's a new new project. And, you know, one of the people said, wow, well, you're always going to have people to bring on the show, aren't you? And I said, yeah, yeah, because we we really all have experienced this. And if we haven't experienced it, sadly, um, wish I could say otherwise, it is just going to be a matter of time. You know, there is... I remember as a child, I hadn't lost anyone. And when my granddad had passed, you know, I didn't really understand what it meant. And I feel like some part of me was in the spirit world still. And I was like, what's the big deal? He's fine, you know. Um, But, you know, I remember everyone being sad. And I remember being a child looking around being like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be acting like these people. So I, I feigned sadness when I just wasn't feeling it. And it's not that I didn't miss him and now when I look back, I have that sadness. But, you know, at the time I was like, it's not how I feel, right? So if you've been lucky enough to not have to face it, it sucks, you know? It's it's a challenging of everything you feel to be permanent and we don't ever really recognize that we we treat people as fixtures in our life and you can absolutely get that as a confirmation when you look at how some people treat their family members, they're short, sharp, rude, offer no patience. They yell at each other. They tell each other to go to hell. And, you know, I see people treating family members in a short way. And it saddens me because I think, wow, you don't realize the gift that you've got in having family, you know, and 
family is one of these things that if you have a great relationship with it, these people are along for the journey and they're, they're bound by blood, which is not just a saying, it's, it's literally you came from the same origins, you have the same shared experience and you have the similar DNA. So you really are sharing an experience with these people. And, you know, I think um, anyone who does experience grief, you know, it's at that point that you realize you need resources. And that's what I hope we're creating here. No, indeed. Mm. Indeed. Kind of took off on a tangent there. <laughs> no, no. I mean, this is the beauty of it, right? I mean, we go where we're called. And, and speaking of going where we're called um, today, uh, Deanne and I, we were, um, you know, today was just, a, again, a day of invigoration. And, and this morning, um, after coffee, you know, she just grabbed me and said, listen, you know, can we step up and, and spend some time in Zach's room? I was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, she felt the call and, and, uh, and we answered and spent some time in there together. And, um, it, it always, um, looks and feels different. There's a comfort there and, and, and so on. Um, and, and she is really gifted in a sense where she is able to, she sees, full body apparition sometimes and she's seen him sitting on the step and, and she is highly attuned to his energy sharing the same uh, primal triad but we um, as we were getting ready to leave I just decided to open Zach's closet door and you know see what I might have missed see what gifts might jump out at me and, and there was a shoebox New Balance kind of in the back of the closet and I said well let me grab this there were there were small paintings that he had started on cards and they were on an easel and that kind of started the process. So I pulled that out and it, it, it had his painting and it also had the, um, you know, his paints on the easel. It was a small round thing that he had used in, in the painting. So we put that together on the easel and we brought it down. Uh, we had it displayed in a foyer and, um, Deanna had really started painting again recently and uh, we each did a piece and she started working on a piece for a friend and, you know, she was looking for a certain brush and she was looking for some inspiration and, 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 and confidence in that process and, um, open up the box, a Wawa bag, um, full of paints, um, a lot of the same brand and, and, you know, colors, choices that, uh, that kind of resonate with, with her two sets of purple and yellow uh, acrylic paints as well. Yeah. Yes. And, um, and it was just, again, it was just one of those amazing moments where it's like, okay, well, you know, you asked. Yeah. And I think I, we talked about Laura Lynn Jackson's book, uh, signs. And for any of you who you hear Drew talking about how he sees and senses and feels the signs, if you want to get better at that, check out that book. It's been a shortcut for my process and everyone else who I've spoken to who reads it. It just kind of helps, you know, get your mind in a place where you can start to be attuned to what the signs are for you because there's no two people who are going to experience them the same way. There's no symbol that is the symbol that they're going to send from the other side. And it's, it's really a personal thing because the relationship that you have with your lost ones, it's personal. No one else has that relationship with them that you did. You know, we all know so many people and you relate to none of them the same as the others. It's always personal. So 
if you are wondering what we're talking about with those signs, get that book. It's called Signs, and it really clears some things up if you're not already in that space. And I would also offer this, and um, it's not always the case that your sign is a, you know, happens in a silo, mm. in a vacuum, where it's you, and yeah. it's the sign, and that's yeah. it. It's so many encounters where um, somebody else is bringing you the sign, they don't know it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But they yeah. are trusting, they are happens trusting. all the time to me. <laughs> you know, and, and, and even in the reverse, where it's like you offer something... It, it's just the transaction of energy and, and love in these simple um, tasks of, of, hey, here's a photo, and, and, and then it prompts. They go where they're heard the most. So, you know, if you're in a moment of really being in your head and in your stress, you may not be as responsive to the signs. Whereas your brother or your sister or whoever brings those, you know, things to reality, it's, it's transactional. You know, water flows where water flows. It just knows where the easiest flow is and... All life, I believe, responds like water. It's, it's energy. So if you're being a closed door, they're just going to go somewhere else and see if they can get it through to you that way. And and, and again, a, a very serendipitous experience for me when um, that book, Science, was gifted um, by you guys. Um, in, in the book, you know, Zach spent a lot of time in our detached garage um, in the back, kind of out of the way, a secondary kind of space to hang. And um, as a, you know, um, basically a young man, a young adult, he purchased some purple, um, you know, markers and he just decided to write in big block letters, just kids. When you open the door on the Tyvek uh, paper backing, because it's, it's not finished over there, but, um, imagine my surprise when I get to a page in the book where they talk about a song, I believe, um, maybe Janis Joplin. Uh, and it's called Just Kids. It's incredible. It's like he pre-planted all of these. It's the Easter eggs. It's it's just it's amazing, and you have no idea. And and you really why why try and why try and ruin? Yeah, not the trick. Why why ruin the magic? Yeah, and this this actually you were talking to me about him knowing and other ways that it's possible that he knew. Can you share that with the audience? Because that was very interesting. Yes, um, with regard to impermanence of life, and one of the things that uh, you know we want to you know, tackle a little bit today, um, he was very into tattoos and body art, and he had two tattoos in in particular that um, stick out, and, and one was a quote by Michelangelo: "There's uh, no greater harm than that of time wasted." So all these time references and, and watches, he had an affinity for watches and, yeah. and things of that nature. So that was the first one. The second one, and even more um, compelling, um, you know, again, impermanence of life, the, the opposite side of the same coin there is, is Memento Mori, is a tattoo that he had done on his uh, left um, shoulder, um, which is death is inevitable. And it's a very, it's, it's a, it's deep, it's deep for a 19, 20 year old to seek out, um, this, this art, but what was even more of a, and not surprising, but speaks to, um, not, you know, not just his higher self, but his, you know, his character and, and this physical realm, um, we were, you know, during a, an Alzheimer's walk, 
uh, in memory of my father. He passed away in, in 1998. I actually have a photo of uh, he and Zach at 19 that I, I posted up on our Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, uh, the Instagram is Unpack Grief Pod for anyone who hasn't already followed us. Just mentioning it while we're talking about it. Yeah, he uh, he encountered a um, he encountered an elderly man sitting on a bench um, in an area where we spend a lot of time, and he kind of broke off and engaged in conversation. And the tattoo is of two a male and a female skeleton viewed from behind, sitting on the bench, leaning on each other. Um, he brings roses and flowers to that bench in memory of his uh, wife that he had lost. And Zach was so moved by that, you know, demonstration of love and, you know, commitment and connection. I, I, I love this because the one thing that has struck me so much in seeing the materials of Zach that you've posted since his passing and as part of your process was how amazingly close he was as a young man to his girlfriend. Like they just looked like they were going to be for life, you know? So hearing you say that, I'm like, Oh wow. Like that, that all just fits with who he seemed like he would have been. And, uh, and they were, um, it's just a, uh, it's just a very uh, special relationship. And, and it was a, um, as a father, knowing a young man who wore his heart on his sleeve and, um, highly emotional sitting with him when he, you know, cry about a breakup and, and just trying to, you know, just get him back on the horse and, and bring him out of it. Um, to, to know that he had met the love of his life, um, as excited as he was the night he came home when they met at, you know, I stayed up. I was just up. It was literally three in the morning and he was so jazzed up. And, and from that moment on, um, it was, it was them. Yeah. Whether or not they you were can, in a bad way on a certain day or not. You can see it in the video. It was, so. it was, yeah. 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 So, um, so he, he really had a, he, he carried with him and, and demonstrated it in his art and in his actions with not just her, but his family with me and others. Um, you know, that, that level of love, um, and, and knowing, you know, it wasn't one person sitting alone. It was, it was two and that, uh, you know, they're not alone. They are, you know, they are in, in many ways together and, and I think that that's a message of hope. It's, it's something that I hope somebody can take a step back, look at objectively and say, hey, you know what? It may not have been how I thought about this before I heard this podcast, but yeah, it, that's something that makes sense. And uh, I, I, think, I think I can do that. I, I think I could accomplish just reframing one small aspect of grief. Yeah, it's, it's funny because I don't, know if we think about it in those terms enough with everything in life but you know particularly when it comes to life itself and how we relate to it and it it's ending the perspective that we hold on certain things and i talk about this in my work with other people i i help people see things differently i have a great talent for reframing people's perspectives and one of the things that I notice is that people have a massive tendency in the modern world to just orient to the negative. 
you know, it's probably due to what we watch on the news. There's no good stories on the news. It's just a bombardment of negative. So, you know, you look at drama shows and everything else that we call entertainment, it's all negative. So then when something devastating like this happens to people, it's not intuitive to be more kind than focusing on the negative. I'm not saying don't focus on the negative. I'm not saying go and be positive. That would be ridiculous. If you're in a space, be there. But, you know, just lightening the load by not only focusing on the negative and understanding the perspective of gratitude and at least I got that time and how amazing that I got to meet that person and the experiences that you get to carry with you. And, you know, there's there's so many gratitudes that can be taken away once the dust settles. It's just not easy to see it at the beginning. And you lose nothing by doing that. I, I sense that, and not talking to everyone, that there's a, a feeling again of how will I be observed? How mm. will the world view me? And the fear that goes if, with that. Hmm. Yeah. 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 How will I be viewed? Um, will they think something's wrong with me? Um, they can't get their head around how another person is surviving or thriving or, or breathing or able to contribute. And, and it all goes back to purpose. And I hope that, you know, these are themes that you're going to hear over and over again because they're, they're very important. Um, purpose is something that did it for me. Um, one prong in, in, the, uh, in the fork. Um, so it's important to, uh, not just for yourself, for surviving family members. I mean, you know, Zach was, you know, essentially, he, he, he was, you know, my only um, child by blood, you know. And, um, but there are other families that I, I am sensitive to that, you know, co-parents who, who are grieving on different trajectories, that the siblings that are left behind in some ways, you know, how do, how do they grieve? How do they come forward and express how they feel, not just for their lost sibling, but now how that has, you know, reframed their relationship with their parents. Um, so it's a, it's a huge dynamic and not everyone is successful in, in, in navigating those waters. Mm. Uh, it's, it's funny you talk about purpose because as you were talking about it, I was thinking to myself, well, for me, it wasn't purpose. It was just giving myself the permission to stop, to stop and just be in the shit pit. Basically this feels terrible and it is, it just is. It's an observation of something that is and an acceptance of it. And it's funny because I was thinking all of these things, thinking it was a different process to yours. And then I thought, well, what gets, what got me out of that place, that shit pit? And it was purpose. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know us personally, um, our little boy, Teddy, was a little miniature schnauzer and uh, just an amazing dog. I've never met a dog like him and he understood every word um, and he and I just became incredible friends and then when I lost him and also feeling responsible for losing him it just I collapsed but three months later almost to the day a couple of wonderful friends of ours Sam and Haley, if you're listening hey <laughs> they messaged us and they said hey we're not we're not sure if this is inappropriate but we found a dog it has no collar no chip we're not sure if we should be messaging you or if this is a sensitivity, but 
you'll understand why when you see him. And then they sent through a photo, which for those who are watching the video podcast, you can see it on the screen. And uh, I'm putting a little thing here saying which one was Teddy, our old dog, and the other one is Archie. And they said, do you want to come meet him? And both Margot and I looked at each other. We were not in a place. We were having a bad day. And I was like, all I wanted to say was we have to go and meet him. And then she was like, can we go meet him? And I was like, oh, thank God she said that. Oh, thank God she said that. And I was like, yes. I was like, yes, you know, emphatic. And we jumped in the car and we went and met this dog. And this dog wanted nothing to do with a man. And I was a man. So he was all up with Margot. And I was like, no worries. Like, I'm sure it'll change over time. And he was skinny and scruffy. So if you are watching the video, you can see some great photos of the evolution of how he looked at the beginning. And, you know, now... If I'm not home, you know, he gets a little sad. And then when I come home, he runs and he has this toy called the chicken ball because it was a little fluffy ball, mm-hmm. a little chicken face on it, but it's oh, his wow. favorite. So when, when I get home, I'm like, where's the chicken ball? And he goes and gets the chicken ball. He knows which one it is and he runs around. So now he actually just grabs it when I get home. So I come home and there's this dog with the chicken <laughs> ball just running around. And, you know, he's become the purpose, a very similar I guess, to what Deanna has been, you know, the, the realignment of the focus to the living world, to what's still here, to what's really important in my opinion, and probably the opinion of a lot of uh, spiritual people over the ages, and it's, it's love. You know, we, we, we love those that have left, but at the same time, l- love as we can deliver it in a physical sense is intended to be shared with those who are living, who are having a tougher time. And one of the things I've gone through since losing Teddy is if I see someone at a light, I have these dollars that I keep in my pocket and I just roll it down and grab the right amount without looking. And then I check and see how much I'm giving them. And, you know, it's just these little things are much easier for me to do because now I realize that, you know, there's always going to be money. The law of bounty means that whatever you need will always come for you. So if you really vibrate with that law of bounty and, you know, like, like Jesus did, I'm not religious, but I know that he preached these things. And he said, you'll always be taken care of if you have faith. So give it away. So it's really that focus that's been the the takeaway is to just give away the love, make people's days better. That's a huge purpose for me. Yeah. It's another way that um, we honor Zach when uh, we go. We actually went to get gas uh, yesterday. He worked at the Wawa around the corner uh, from us, um, you know, at the gas pumps. And um, again, from the standpoint of our relationship and how we've always been reflecting off each other, teaching, learning, teaching, learning, that never ends. That never ends. And uh, with each new realization of something that whether it was something Zach said five years ago to um, or just something that comes together, it's like, yep, he was right. Um, We're always learning from each other. And one of the things that I learned, you know, I've I've uh, this is not, you know, to, to impress anybody. I mean, the. We like to eat. We're we're foodies, and we spend time in restaurants. And and we know um, we've had friends who've worked in that you know in service and and working with food and, and restaurants. And it's not easy. And um, 
a lot of people aren't treated well. And um, that is, you know, it's never been our style. Um, but I never realized that, you know, those things transcend restaurant, you know, uh, environments and scenarios. And so when I do get gas, even though we, you know, they pump it here in New Jersey for you, you can't pump your own. And, uh, you know, every time, you know, there's a tip out the window, it's, yeah. If I don't have cash, you know, I usually keep a five on me just to make sure. And uh, one time I think I had a, a scratch off lottery ticket, which Zach was very fond of. And, and it was in the car and it was a winner. And I'm like, babe, like just, just skim the ticket, explain to him he's not going to think we're crazy and, and let him cash it. And, um, you know, I think he was thrilled about that. So the, the gratitude aspect of things and, and doing, you know, we're doing them. Uh, we're honoring them in, in, in these behaviors that we uh, take forward and, and, and giving openly and, and freely and, and uh, wishing somebody a good day and, and all that. It's, uh, it's very important. I'd like to suggest that just as a little takeaway for anyone who's you know, listening and doesn't always feel up on the days that you feel down. Like Just you know, find someone who you can see is down and if you're down, it's easy to vibrate with down people because you can see them. You're in the same place, you know, it's easy to recognize, but rather than focusing on how do I fix me, just challenge yourself to go, well, how do I make that other person's day better? Cause as we've just talked about, you always walk away feeling better. And if you go into it, not from the knowledge or seeking of your own betterment, your own feeling better, but you just think, you know, if I feel this crap, maybe I can make someone else feel better. It's such a good habit to get into the habit of because it's a snowball. And if you do it more and more, it does get addictive. And after a while, you know, it's very hard to be down. And if you're going through grieving, you know, it's 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 something you can do. It's a small technique, but I found it to be very effective for me. Yeah. Yeah. And the impermanence of life subject. I mean, I know we might be running close to the end and, and it is a subject that requires a lot more time and attention. I, I will say that um, it would be great. If, we've we've if got I, time. I mean, we can oh, roll great, this for another few great, minutes. Great, so, yeah. great, yeah. great. Um, you know, I think that we have friends. So another uh, another story. So I, I mentioned in the first episode, um, you know, the day of the accident and the gentleman who, um, you know, um, put his hand on my shoulder and comforted me. He was uh, with Zach at the scene. Uh, after we filmed and, 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 you know, finished that episode even, you know, uh, and the day it was released, I had reached out to, um, I reached out to him. You know, we had exchanged numbers and he attended the Celebration of Life and um, we had a really healthy, good, hour-long conversation and um, it was interesting that um, an insight that he shared that um, paramedics showed up quickly and he asked them if he could put his hand on Zachary and, and pray on him. And they were, yeah, of course, you know, and, and he did that. And as the conversation continued and I asked more about him personally because the, the, the role that he's played and I mean, he's, he's a part of our lives and, and there's a love for him as well. Um, it, he, turned out that he was presented with a scenario where he did the same for his grandmother. She so happened to be in a place of peace in her life. 
And she said, you know, listen, don't, don't worry about me. I'm good. Just, just hold me, uh, be with me. And, and he served that purpose. And he told me one other story where he was present with someone as they passed. And I said, did you ever consider that this maybe isn't a coincidence? And he's like, yes, I have. And so he's, he's a, he's someone who's been, who was, came from a, a Catholic Christian, you know, more of a, a right traditional background. And, but with the passage of time, it's, you know, you ask questions, you're a seeker and, and you know, there's something more through your own experiences. And, uh, and he's at a place now where he's really looking around at how he can serve, how, how he can, um, honor his higher path and, and, and give his gift and what that is. And, and I offered myself out to, um, you know, to talk him through that and those conversations because just organically and listening, um, I don't know, I just, I hear a lot of what people say. I hear everything people say, um, but I also hear a lot of what they don't say sometimes. And that's usually, that's usually where I go um, when I'm trying to tease out and, and keep a dialogue going, not just for my benefit, but for theirs because there's no better proof and there's no better realization moment for you than when you are saying the words and then you say wait what did you just say yeah yeah are you listening (laughs) yeah and you're your own best um you know you're your own best therapist in that moment and and they hear they hear the message from heart it's from heart um and it's powerful and then that that speaking the words helps them bring it in and manifest it into the, into the 3d. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I can see maybe there's some sort of position. Cause there's a lot of people who end up in hospice and there's just no family around. I mean, there's so many people, if you speak to the nurses and through what I went through with my mom, I found out about this in Australia and there's just a lot of elderly who are lonely, you know, they, they don't have people around them and, whether it's through actions of their own or not, you're still alone at the end of your life, and that's got to feel a little crappy. So maybe there's a an opportunity for him to, you know, do that kind of work, and it really is something special to be able to accompany people as they pass. It's um, it's a big purpose. I I, I hope that we can um, bring to the audience um we have people in our circle who do that kind of work and and uh we provide that loving service they don't they you know they would say it's you know it's work um but i don't understand i don't know much about it what the requirements are right certainly you don't have to go to you know 12 years of school like like you were a doctor no, no. but to just give access to someone who's willing to say I am here. I'm showing up today and I want you to, to, to take me to someone who, who may be living out there, their last hours or days. And what's, what's the harm? Let me spend some time with them. Well, I'm pretty sure they, they have cats for this in certain hospices. There's cats that they have in, I don't remember if this is in Australia or somewhere else, but I've read of these cats that they have in the hospices and when somebody is very close to passing, the cat will go and sit with them and that's how the practitioners will know. Um, I'll have to research that. I'll see if, I guess, to be honest, after we record this, I may have already Googled it and on the video it could have already played 
as I'm saying these words, but uh, yeah, I, I remember there was an anecdote about that. And if, if you are listening to a podcast uh, with audio only, then we'll put it into the show notes. We'll put some links down. So anything we mention, you can take a look at what I'm talking about. Unless, of course, I have imagined the whole thing and I'm crazy uh, and it doesn't yeah, exist. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> at, at least not today. No, I'm pretty sure it happened somewhere. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, are there pictures? I think there was. I remember seeing the cat that sat on the bed because they would always worry, um, not worry, but, you know, be like, oh, game on. We, we've got to we've got to focus over here because the cat would know. And if I'm remembering correctly, it was a reasonable amount of minutes, you know, like 10 or 20 minutes beforehand, the cat would be like, oh, this is happening. So it kind of gives you the sense that the cat can see, you know, the other realmly energies, you know, the the guides on the other side readying the land strip so the soul can come over or whatever it is i don't know but the cats just you know they're astute they know something and they were revered for a reason um so um yes everyone has a role to play and and uh we are all this one giant organism and energy and we are what the universe is doing and it's and it's all connected and um you know in the midst of that um, we, we do go through some, some trials, but we weren't placed here to suffer unless we choose. That's what I've learned is suffering is absolutely available to you. Should you so choose it? And sadly, a lot of us do, but I don't think it's required this other ways. So yeah, that's an excellent point. Yeah. But, uh, but try not to Yeah. make different, uh, you know, try and make different choices and, and, uh, you know, um, find what's right for you and uh the the burden and the cloud of grief it, it lifts and there are days where you will you know laugh and more than you cry and and uh and be able to live differently in in um in, in a world with uh you know without your loved one physically yeah what a great way to bring it out drew as always it's been amazing to hang out with you and Chew the fat on the big topics. I, I couldn't wait. Yeah, I couldn't wait today. I couldn't wait to see you. And, and there's a lot of stuff that I felt compelled. And I think that more and more um, as we do these, it's, 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 I feel build every, every morning to, uh, to, to jump at it. So Exactly. And we are on episode four for you listening out there. But we have only just in the real world launched episode one today. So we're a little ahead in our recording schedule. So if you do want to drop things through, by all means, please jump onto our Anchor website, which is anchor.fm forward slash unpacking grief dash. No, unpacking dash grief podcast oh, you know what come to our website <laughs> it is unpackinggriefpodcast.com all the links are there or on our instagram at unpackgriefpod and you can find everything from there our website and our instagram it's all right there so give us feedback we shouldn't do these at midnight i'm like half groggy uh, and i like mean tripping yeah, over my <laughs> yeah 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 but it's uh you know we, we do what we must, and, and, and I'm loving it, and uh, I, I always value our time together. Absolutely, and I value you, your perspective, your process, your experience, and love you, man. I love you too, man. See you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us on Unpacking Grief. If this podcast is helpful to you, then please subscribe and consider helping others to find us by rating us five stars on your podcast platform of choice and by sharing us with your friends and family directly. 
You can contact us and keep up to date on Instagram at UnpackGriefPod. If you'd prefer, video versions of all episodes are available on Spotify and YouTube. And if you have any questions, suggestions, or would like to find any of our recommendations, you can do so on our website, unpackinggriefpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.